Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. G'day and welcome to another episode of Young Family Small Business. And in this episode, I'm interviewing Rose Ferrer, who is our marketing manager at Inspire. Um, Rose joined Inspire in 2019, uh, and she can confidently say that the past three years have been the most significant growth in her career and personal development. She's fortunate to be, have been given a platform to make a difference in others' lives and their businesses. She finds it incredibly fulfilling at the end of the workshops when business owners share that they're blown away by the value and abundant actionable advice that they get. Uh, and her primary focus is not just the figures of a business, but its legacy. It's creating that generational wealth and, and always prioritizing family, which for people that know her is her utmost highest value in life. Uh, so Rose shares uh, in our episode um, a overview of Inspire's own marketing strategy. Um, she's got some tips on how to spend some present time with your, her partner. Uh, talk, talking about consistency as well in your strategy. Uh, so consistency is key with webinars, social media, blogs, um, and also enjoying the creative fun of Canva. So I hope you love the episode. Um, thanks for tuning in again, and uh, I will see you on the next podcast. Cheers. Hey, Rose. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, I guess the first question for the podcast is always, could you tell us about your a uh, little bit about your family? Yeah. Um, so my husband, Ronnie, uh, we've actually been married for 11 years now. And we have a cute little fur baby. Um, his name's Evie and he's, yeah. he's 11 years old. So yeah, we got him um, just after we got married. Awesome. And what, um, what breed is Evie? Yeah, he's a cute little fluff of a Pomeranian. He's <laughs> um, a little devil, but cute. <laughs> he is pretty cute. <laughs> uh, there you go. And what about your, uh, your extended family? Where, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, mum and dad, um, they live here in Brisbane as well. And I've also got an older brother. He's actually older by 11 years um, and he lives in Melbourne. Um, and then, you know, grandparents, relatives, they're, they're actually still back in the Philippines. But yeah, um, prior to COVID, we used to travel two to three times a year. But yeah, haven't, haven't been since, but hoping, fingers crossed, um, next year we're going to have a big family reunion. We've oh. got um, cousins from like, states canada all over oh, the wow. world coming in for next year so yeah looking that's, forward to that one that's cool is that in um, Bris in brisbane or oh no we're all going back to the philippines oh philippines cool how good yeah. very cool and uh, and what are you and ronnie and uh, evie like to do together yeah um i really value my family time and you know i try to finish work 350 on the dot and head home and ronnie and i are pretty busy 
Uh, he's studying uni full-time and he's got work and I've got work and I've got a side gig as well. So any little time that we have after work, if it's, you know, walking our dog for an hour, I really, really value that. That's putting our phones away Mm. and just connecting, you know, that one hour of walking. We're also big kids as well. So we like to go to time zone and, you know, play all those arcade games and pulls out the PlayStation sometimes, or we'll just watch movies um, during the weekend. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. And in terms of sort of switching gears to a, I guess, a career sense, would you be able to give us a bit of a background on your career up until joining Inspire? Yeah, um, really interesting. Um, I actually started my working career in retail. So I worked in retail for three to four years. Um, But prior to that, I did study in business for one year in TAFE, but I guess after doing retail, I just thought I'd give it a crack and, you know, apply, apply everywhere, anywhere, just a junior entry-level role. I knew a friend who was in the recruitment industry and yeah, got my foot in the door in my first corporate um, job. And so I worked there for six months as the receptionist, and then I got promoted as a resourcer. So kind of like a personal assistant to the manager um, at that recruitment company. I guess after six months, recruitment wasn't for me. Um, (laughs) Tough, tough gig, um, you know, really into sales. Mm -hmm. So after that, um, I got a job at a law firm as a receptionist. Loved it. They're really great company. And yeah, spent four years as a receptionist. Unfortunately, um, I couldn't progress uh, further in that company. Um, And so, yeah, found myself at Inspire and quickly, I guess I started at Inspire at CSC and Hmm. here I am in marketing. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I think that was an interesting um, journey in itself. Um, Yeah. I just was reading a bit of a bio before you joined Hmm. in 2019. It seems like a lifetime ago now. It really does. Yeah. I think Hmm. it's only been three years, but I feel like I've achieved so much in so little. And I, I love the saying that we have here, you know, working at Inspires like dog years, one year feels like seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. Pretty fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and I guess from a from an Inspire sense, um, you know, what, what's quite interesting I find is a lot of, um, you know, clients or uh, even, you know, people, other people in business uh, every now and again, uh, give me some feedback that our marketing is awesome. And, and I guess you're there driving that. Um, that marketing. So what I'd love to do in the podcast is, I guess, dive a little bit deeper into what what what's that magic that we've got to um, uh, in in our in our marketing that uh, gets that sort of feedback and uh, and the results that we we achieve. So I guess no, it's really interesting. It's because you know I never studied marketing, mm. um, and I, I guess I've always had that creative eye. Um, but yeah, I guess I just found my foot here at Inspire and fell into marketing but what what made me love it was through all the workshops that we've attended with um you know business coaches that we're with and mm. yeah I, I guess I I just love the whole it's not just marketing there's so much it's not it's not just like a, a you know a pretty website or like mm. a pretty photo there's a lot of strategy behind it and I think that's what makes it exciting um to work in that industry yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so would you be able to give the listeners a, a bit of an overview um, at, at maybe a high level and then we can sort of deep, dig deeper into the different parts and how that might work, but yeah, a, a sort of broad marketing strategy. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, you know, 
you as the founder, you're quite busy and it's <laughs> always hard to, you know, um, find some time to get you to record videos and, um, yeah, sit down and <laughs> record, uh, you know, snippets of anything. But um, I guess we found a really good hack and that's through, you know, whether it's um, doing webinars or speaking gigs, podcasts such as this one, what else, YouTube, you, you know, you get invited to quite a lot of um, seminars to speak at. And so the hack that we found there is to actually record everything, you know, record every podcast, record every speaking gig, bring a camera, bring a microphone. And what we do is then pull that and send it to a video editor and he actually finds the gold nuggets within that um, session. So, for example, you've done a workshop that runs for an hour. Mm. We'll send that to him. He'll pull anywhere from eight to ten snippets. And, yeah, he then produces that into, um, I guess, uh, what do you call it, different um, aspect ratios that are perfect for Instagram, Facebook, mm. LinkedIn, YouTube, and that we were, we were able to find a rhythm by doing that once a month. We're able to publish, you know, I think every single day at one point we were posting content. I think even to a point we were doing two times a day just with that strategy. So, mm. yeah, we got a lot of traction from that too. Yeah, and I think maybe um, something I learned as the business owner through that process is, um, you know, Rose made it sound quite simple there, but at the same time it can be really daunting uh, with the, you know, someone suggesting you should be posting every day on social media. Um, yeah. that's a, that sounds like a huge workload, but, um, you know, what we found is a bit of a system um, where we can actually turn, yeah, literally, as, as Rose said, an hour of a presentation into, you know, up to 20 posts. Um, and, and when I say every day, um, yes, we, we can post every day. We, we might do the weekends, but I mean, there's 20 working days or business days in a month usually. So um, there's your there's your posts for the month. It's just, I guess, one hour of delivery. Exactly. And at one point, I think we were three, four months in advance just because yeah. you did four speaking gigs in one month. And yeah. so, yeah, it was amazing. Hmm. When I had uh, three months, three months off marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Um, but yeah, no, very good. And, and so, um, yeah, I guess the, the, the content production is one thing. Um, do you want to sort of share what goes on at the, I guess, the website level with that and, um, and the mysterious thing called SEO? Yeah, um, well, yeah, I guess we can follow on with the videos. Once, they, once our video editor, you know, finds those snippets, they actually provide transcripts for us. And so with those transcripts, we turn it into blogs, uh, which is great for SEO. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I'm not an SEO expert whatsoever. It definitely is another language. Um, marketing is such a huge umbrella. Mm. Um, you know, there's different um, specialists, but yeah, uh, SEO is just one of them. And so from the webinars, we post, we try to post um, five times a week as well on our website mm. and Recently, we engaged with um, a web designer to do a website refresh and just the contrast from the old website to the new website mm. is just phenomenal. Um, and I can understand now with the new website, the way it's been designed definitely converts leads a lot better than it was from the old website. Mm. Um, just from the layout, design, content hierarchy, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Very good. 
And and what would your guidance be to um, another business owner on how often I guess your your website should be refreshed? If you could, um, if I could choose, well, just from us, the website that we had, I think that was maybe three years. Yeah. Um, the last refresh. So I guess it's it's good to check every two to three years just to make sure you're up to date. I, I definitely when I'm going on other companies' websites, I, you know, you can definitely see the design is starting to change each year, just making sure it's still current. Yeah. You can you can definitely tell when it's the website is still, you know, 1998 or, you know, early 2000s. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you definitely want it refreshed um every mm. couple of years. Yeah, no, there you go. I think you can you can pretty instantly tell if um if there's a there's a website that's gone stale. At, it might look a little bit older, but then also like there's hardly any posts or the last post was four years ago. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. And, and, um, and I guess again, for, for the listeners that, um, you know, that those posts come from those videos that are produced uh, from the transcript. So um, again, trying to maximize the, the output or the outcome for uh, the hours that you put in. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, and, and definitely like for me, I'm not an accountant expert whatsoever i don't know much about tax or you know all that kind of stuff but with those webinars that you produce every month and you know even the books that you've written um i'm able to pull the content from that Mm. so it's quite easy for me to you know draft a post together put an email put a blog a newsletter and i can just come to you with the final product just because there's just so much content that you've done in the past Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. There you go. Well, um, and sort of one thing I think we should share with the audience is, um, so you were here before and after um, the, the challenges of COVID. Um, and, and yeah, just flashing back to that, uh, that time. It's, it wasn't a fantastic <laughs> time in, in terms of just general business and comfort in life. Um, you know. But uh, but in terms of marketing, we also had our own challenges and opportunities. Um, did you want to kind of describe what we were doing before then, um, and, and I guess the rhythm and the method we were doing, um, and then we can kind of talk about afterwards. Definitely, we were still doing quite a lot of speaking gigs prior to COVID. The only difference was it was in person. So you know we were traveling to Sydney, mm-hmm. Melbourne. We were doing workshops in Brisbane, at least once a month we were still posting on social media on a regular basis. It wasn't too, not as consistent as we are today, but I guess three times a week. And we were doing Facebook ads as well at the time. Hmm. Uh, And then COVID hit. Obviously, all speaking gigs got cancelled. All flights got cancelled. I remember then you were in, I think, Sydney (laughs) with (laughs) with the um, Wealth for Life workshop, actually, and that was the last one. I remember that was when it was all happening. Yeah. And so uh, I think the following week you had announced to the team that we're going to start working from home until or, further notice. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we flew back on the Friday or the Saturday morning and, uh, yeah. and then Sunday Arvo we made the call. Yeah. I just <laughs> remember how scary that was and just not, not sure what the future was going to be like. And yeah. so, you know, everyone grabbed all their stuff from uh, the office and then we just, Pivot was the word. <laughs> um, and yeah, we then shifted, you know, in our little rooms at home. And I remember Monday, so that was the first day 
uh, working from home and you had the idea to do a webinar the next day, literally like overnight. Um, and the topic was something along the lines of business continuity. Mm. Um, I don't remember the exact title. That might have been the JobKeeper one. Potentially. Was that the big one? Was the big one. Yeah. And so I think we posted to our database that we were going to do a webinar the next day. And overnight we had 400 registrations, which mm. I had never seen in my life. Um, <laughs> just prior to COVID, we, I would struggle. We would only get 30 registrations, you know, 50% show rates, only 15 in an in-person workshop, we would have under 10. Mm. So from going from 10 to, you know, 400 overnight was phenomenal. And I guess at the time, a lot of business owners were lost, confused, frustrated, um, you know, uncertain um, at the time. And so, yeah, just from that one decision that you made <laughs> on that Monday and the next day, I guess that built a lot of trust with Inspire, a lot of people looked up to us for guidance. Yeah, we, I guess from then, we then started doing webinars on a fortnightly basis, maybe even weekly at one point at this very, very start. I think in March we did, when that all happened, we did four webinars, so one a week. And then after that, it was um, fortnightly and people were loving the Zoom webinars. So yeah, we definitely took advantage of that, but not not because... For marketing it was actually just to support business owners at the time it wasn't even um you know for us to generate leads or sales um it was just purely there to help mm. um, and so i guess people found that we were quite genuine at the time we're still yeah. genuine now but yeah um <laughs> yeah so, yeah no it's really interesting yeah and i think um yeah one, one of my big lessons was uh, and, and it almost felt a little bit like we were journalists uh, where there was an announcement from the government, whether it was JobKeeper or all the versions of that, Seeker and Maker, yes. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we'd kind of do a, a webinar to demystify that for our, our business owner clients. So we predominantly work with business owners. And and so, yeah, that, and, and that's why the regularity is that month of March and maybe April even, there was so many announcements because the I guess the, the world and the country was shutting down. So, um, yeah, to keep on top of that. But uh yeah. And because of that, I just remembered a lot of businesses um, reaching out to you to speak mm. to their group. Mm. You, you gained a lot of speaking opportunities, podcast. I think there was a YouTube live or a Facebook live. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely putting yourself out there. You know, a lot of business owners are quite scared to get in front of the camera. Mm. It's, it's just not them. Um, you know, the word influencer. <laughs> um, has kind of, you know, tainted that. And yeah, people are just scared to put themselves in front of the camera. But yeah, uh, just from working here at Inspire, it's just gained a lot of opportunities and mm. it just comes from a place of helping, you know, others. Yeah, I think that's um, actually back when I um, met Paul Dunn, um, we, we hosted an event together and, um, you know, that was in my first year or two of um, Inspire and I hadn't done much public speaking at all. So I was, you know, crapping my pants a little bit and he and he um he shared one of his uh tips to sort of get you in the frame of mind and and uh, one of the things he shared was he kind of repeats to himself under his breath so it doesn't look a little bit weird when he's doing it um but but he repeats for them as in for the audience 
but for them, for them. And that kind of reminds him that he's not doing it for himself or it's actually for the. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so, but yeah, you know, it's a good, good thing to acknowledge that, um, you know, it might not be the most comfortable thing to do, but, um, you know, and, and we've even got team who are now starting to do more workshops and things. And, and my, um, my, my kind of thought process is just keep doing it. You know, we're, we're our own worst critics uh, when it comes to uh, <laughs> reviewing of maybe how we thought we went or other people might say, oh, that was great. That was the, and we had someone give feedback the other day that, um, you know, Gulshan's workshop was like the best lunch I've ever had a thing so um you know i think it's repeating the process knowing your content and um and just practice um yeah it it is very daunting um (laughs) actually one of my goals before i started inspire was to do more public speaking and Mm. i just remember putting um i had a vision board and i had tedx um, stuck on the wall and then uh my first six months at Inspire, I had the opportunity to speak in front of a conference of um, 100 business owners. Uh, I think it was with B1G1, mm. actually. Um, and I was so nervous. <laughs> but you're right, practice makes perfect. And, you know, I definitely, after the event, I just was overthinking it. I was like, oh, no, I think I said it wrong. I didn't get the point across. But everyone came up to me feeling inspired and asking even more questions. So yeah, you definitely are your own worst critic. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, and I guess if we, if we kind of rewind back to the, I guess that those first initial webinars we did, we kind of really adapted our strategy from in-person workshops. Then we kind of rolled out a, um, I wouldn't say a series, but consistent webinars uh what what are kind of our main learnings i guess or your, your main learnings that you sort of picked up through that from early COVID days to maybe even now because we're almost kind of seeing a bit of a change in trend even now there is yeah definitely consistency is key um mm. it's where i see everywhere and you know you're going to have some days where there's only 20 people who show up and then other days mm. there's five and then there's 50 but I think if you build that consistency, people build a familiarity on who you are and that's how you build your credibility, your authority online. And as long as you show up every single day, then, you know, eventually people will be reaching out to you. Hmm. And so the trend that I see now is actually people are stepping away from webinars. Um, It's actually getting a bit difficult to get people um, online and so today we're in we had a workshop today with Riz for cashed up and I think we we had seven people show this morning yeah Uh, I just remember maybe six months ago we probably would have had 20 Mm. 30 but yeah that's okay you know we still had some good quality people online and we were helping them with their business Mm. yeah I think consistency is key and just don't let yourself don't be too upset when there's only a few people in the room. I, I even remember back before COVID when we were doing workshops and we would have four people in the room. And so the in-person yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, in person, four people, four business owners, but they still got so much value out of it. Um, and it was a more intimate experience. And they actually got, yeah, they got more more out of it because they get to ask you questions. Yeah. Yep. No, that's it. Um and, and what are you sort of seeing with um sort of broad show up rate so let's say the the seven that came online today roughly how many were registered just yes. out of interest. yeah there was 16 
registered. So roughly a 50% show up rate. Okay. It's been pretty consistent um, throughout the last few years. So that still hasn't changed. Oh, interesting. But what has changed is maybe the registrations. Have gone lower. Yes. For online. Yeah. Is it Zoom fatigue and all that sort of? I think so. Interesting. So, yeah, I think in person, I, I personally, like I miss the whole in-person experience. It's just mm-hmm. so much more engaging. Um, and I know some people don't really enjoy it, but I actually love getting up and speaking to other people in the room. Yeah. Um, that's what makes it fun. Mm. Oh, very cool. And, um, you know, we just had a taste in, uh, I think it was early June, um, early to mid-June, we did the ride show around Australia. Mm. About maybe uh, four four cities and uh, wow i forgot the logistics required of in person oh my goodness yes <laughs> the, the car the flights the it's hotel. a lot isn't it oh. yep <laughs> yep yep you got a few uh, people when i first joined inspire i just remembered that was our thing every every mm-hmm. month and the first month i was like man this is a dream i get to fly you know two <laughs> times a week i'm going to sydney i'm seeing my cousin going to melbourne see my brother after the workshop Mm. but then I I quickly got tired of it and didn't want it anymore just because um you know it was a fly in fly out situation you're you're waking up at 5 a.m getting to the airport you're then doing a full day presentation and there's there is so much logistics to you know getting the room set up keeping the energy up in the room Mm. and then you know flying back home and then sometimes you'll be home 10 to 12 midnight next mm. day. Then there's that follow-up strategy, <laughs> you yeah. know, calling everyone. And yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more work, but I guess there's pros and cons to both. Hey. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And I think um I'm not, not sure exactly what our our model will be going forward. Um, but uh, some form of hybrid, I feel, whether we where we do the in-person workshops, maybe just selective on mm. on how and when and and where. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now from going from weekly or fortnightly we we've actually reduced our frequency here at inspire this mm. year so we've dropped it down to once a month where we do that those topical webinars mm. and then you know every i guess quarter we'll do one big campaign on if it's wealth for life um <laughs> you know yeah a top another another um big workshop that might run for four hours for our clients hmm. so yeah definitely not as intense but still keeping that rhythm and consistency yeah uh, very good and i guess if there's sort of one one or two key strategies that you'd like to sort of share uh, with uh, the the audience what would they be so i guess maybe sort of the things that have um you know and we, we track pretty clearly what our leads are and conversion that sort of thing hmm. and maybe from a lead creation perspective what are the sort of biggest things for listeners to keep in mind? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, after a workshop, I always pick up the phone to call all the attendees. Mm. Um, that's definitely been something new that we've implemented in the last, I'd say, six to eight months. Um, prior to that, you know, we would just send an email after a workshop or a webinar. Mm. But definitely increasing those, um, you know, phone calls, those strategy calls, um, increasing the leads is, um, you know, p- just picking up the phone and calling and checking in to see if they'd like to book an appointment. Um, another thing that I'd like to add is 
keeping track of everything with all the leads. How many leads do you have that come into the business? Mm. How many phone calls have been booked uh, each week? And then how many have converted as a client or a sale? Mm. And so I've, I've been tracking for the last three years now, two to three years, and you're able to see a trend throughout the year. Uh, and so usually, you know, after for us, after tax planning, so after June, um, I've noticed that the leads have been quite low. The strategy calls have been quite low. And so that's usually the time when to turn things up in marketing. And so maybe we might need to do a bit more events, more speaking gigs, uh, mm. stuff like that. So yeah, definitely keeping track of your leads and strategy calls per week is very important. Yeah. Yep. And even, um, you know, when we were setting the, the targets for the coming quarter, uh, what was really impressive is, um, is, is how you kind of had your finger on the pulse saying, oh, our target was 10 calls per week last week, uh, last quarter. Um, but to hit our target, we only need eight based on the, the, the numbers and the conversion that we had. So um, mm. um, I think that's really good to be able to make those, those adjustments and tweaks based on knowing actual data and numbers. That, yeah, for sure. And I really like the analogy of the boiling water. Like, you know, you can't boil, once the water's boiling, you can't get it any hotter because it reaches a peak temperature. So, you know, what's the point of achieving 10 strategy calls when we only need eight for the team and that's going to hit our uh, mm. weekly target per week? Um, there's no reason to burn the whole team out if we're trying to, you know, overachieve. We, mm. we just need that eight to hit the target. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and maybe yeah, a bit of a sort of different angle. What's the funnest part of uh, what you do? The funnest part, well, because I wear the marketing hat, you know, quite creative. I think it's having all the events here at Inspire, like all the internal events, like the team retreat, um, you know, your upcoming book launch. I think I'm an organized freak. Like I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love organizing stuff, and it's not necessarily, you know, me. Um, you know, booking things in. It might be just delegating to other team members, but mm. I actually enjoy project managing stuff like that and just making sure that things are on track. Um, but yeah, like recently with the team retreat, I think that was the best retreat I've mm. had since being here at Inspire for the last three years, you know, going to the Gold Coast and organizing all of that and just seeing the team's faces when we arrived and <laughs> things are going well, especially with the... Um, that jet boat experience like that was so much fun yeah. so yeah and I, I well if if it's to do with my industry and marketing I think it's just the design aspect I, I really do enjoy Canva um, and just putting some design work together mm, yep awesome that's cool all right well um hey just want to thank you for sharing um you know I guess sharing your knowledge and, and what you've learned over the years with Inspire with the audience and um yeah we um I guess if anyone does want to reach out to Rose, uh, we can put some contact details. Uh, you know, if you've got a couple of questions about Inspire's marketing strategy, um, we can fire them through. But thank you very much for um, sharing on the podcast. For sure. Thanks so much for having me. Really enjoyed my time. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guest, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support 
for Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker, C-A, or one word, or at Inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again, and see you next time.